Blog Talk Radio. Good Saturday morning to you, pet people, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I so appreciate you for tuning in today. As most of you know, animals enrich our lives so much and even make us healthier just by having them on our laps and petting them. But did you know that animals can possibly change the life course of kids who are in trouble with the law? There is a wonderful program called JTLC offered by the SPCALA that is working wonders for kids in the juvenile offender system. Madeline Bernstein, the president of SPCALA, has all the details. Then, after our halftime break, Jessica Gerke of the Helen Woodward Animal Center has the beautiful and touching details about the I Remember You Pet Memorial Project. It's a very special program that you'll definitely want to hear all about. So keep your radio right here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back after a quick message from the station. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining me now is the president of SPCA LA, Madeline Bernstein. Welcome, Madeline. It's so nice to have you back on the program. Thank you. It's great to be back. You know, so many things are always going on with the SPCLA, SPCALA. That's always hard for me to say. And one of the things that I am really amazed by is a program that you have called J. TLC. Correct. And I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners about that. You know, that is truly a wonderful program. Um, As you know, because we sort of know each other, (laughs) my big thing is one of the reasons we need to care about animal cruelty is because people who are cruel to animals very often become cruel to people, too. They desensitize. There's other factors, you know, that we can talk about. But if you look at serial killers and you look at violent, you know, felony offenders, domestic violence Mm -hmm. abusers, you'll find very often that they started their criminal careers very, very early on in life by harming animals first. And this is a big deal for me. You know, it's sort of like you don't have to have a pet. You just have to agree with me that it's not okay to harm an animal, you know? Absolutely. And so JTLC is one of a kind. It's We're the only organization that has this program. It took us years of work, but what it is, it's um, a program where if juveniles are convicted, convicted of animal abuse or some other relevant crime like bullying, you know, um, fighting, things like that, then this is an alternative sentencing program where the court after their conviction, has the power to order them into our program. And, and, and what on. exactly is the program? So the program is um, it's, it's a weekend program. It's sort of like if you're ordered to anger management or you're ordered to drunk drive, you know, one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have to come, if they don't show, you know, there's a warrant that's issued because they have been convicted. So what this program is, it's a condensed um, and tweaked version of our TLC program, which is our teaching, 
Love and Compassion Program, which we've been doing since the 90s um, in at-risk communities Mm -hmm. um, with junior high school kids. Um, And this program works, pairs the, the, the juveniles with animals and with a combination of a sort of a scared straight, anger management, conflict resolution curriculum, working with the animals, they, over the course of the weekend, are taught to teach the animals to do certain things. And what happens when that happens, oddly enough, and it happens, which is remarkable, is that they begin to feel empathy towards the animal that they're working with. And, you know, some of these kids have never had a pet. They say they don't like dogs. They don't, you know, they don't want to participate. They're forced to be there, you know, because they've been sentenced there to the court. But what happens is they begin to develop empathy towards the animal that they're working with closely for this period of time. And we know that the secret ingredient to stopping violence against people is to reinstall empathy into the criminal Mm -hmm. when you can. And when you can is when they're young. Exactly. And so this is very exciting. It took years to get going and we've been piloting, but it's absolutely... um, remarkable and um you know it's i'm real proud of this program because you know for years we've all all of us in the animal welfare community across the country have been acknowledging you know there's a link right you've mm-hmm. heard that a million times there's a link between animal abuse and 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 violence towards people okay we know that but what are we going to do about it you know so how do we reverse it and so in the nine in the 90s SPCALA started the first intervention program with at-risk youth and that program is done now all over the country and also you know outside of of the united states canada and england does the original tlc program involve the at-risk kids working with shelter animals because i I know that that makes them feel three or four week program they're in junior high the school selects the kids from the at-risk communities Mm -hmm. and they're put in teams with people they hate the most in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, they're paired with a dog that's, you know, got issues but not, not dangerous, right? right. And uh-huh. at the end of the graduation, you know, period, they have to demonstrate that they've, you know, taught the dog to do like three skills. But that's not really what the class is about. The class is about being able to do all that and interacting with a team member and dealing with a recalcitrant, you know, dog without using physical or verbal violence. And so um, the three-week course has a lot of journal writing, has a lot of anger management, has a lot of conflict resolution, and it builds up the kids' you know, self-esteem. They leave with a skill, and now they have tools to deal with, you know, to deal with problems in school, and they have more self-esteem, which enable them to say no to certain things that are not good for them. Mm-hmm. And so that program was the model for this alternative court sentencing program. So that's one program, you know, which we started a long time ago where we realized that if you can unlearn empathy, you can relearn it. And if we can do that and catch them at a young enough age, then we could perhaps stop violence against people as well. I mean, we have a domestic violence program too, which we also started in the 90s, where that's an intervention program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not the time for me to talk to anybody. There's, you know, a person who calls an 800 number for the domestic violence shelters who has to get, you know, out. And right. um, the question is, is there a pet 
you know, that will stop you from leaving or be used to coerce you to returning against your will? Oh. And if the answer is yes, then pieces of then, then our animal safety net program kicks in, and that's an intervention program. I mean, most of our programs can be divided pretty much into intervention and prevention. You know, prevention hopefully will stop animal cruelty from ever occurring again. Intervention is, you know, when we've got to get in there and do something because talking at this point and teaching is not the appropriate not the appropriate remedy. Well, are volunteers going into those homes and and taking the animals? Out of the domestic violence? Oh, oh, absolutely not. Okay, Um. Okay. I was going (laughs) to say that. That seems pretty dangerous. (laughs) No, no. So what happens in in the domestic violence program is if the program is activated based on the, um, you know, the emergency shelter's dialogue with the victim, then either if they can, they leave with their pet and then there's an appointed place where we will you know intake the pet and then hide the pet someplace oh, okay, because okay. I call that my little witness relocation program because <laughs> abusers you know will tend to try to find the pet to use the pet sure. against the victim and also sometimes you know you don't want for, for the safety of my people you know I don't want those particular animals here either mm-hmm. you know right so and then if for some reason she's running you know she's injured or has you know, leaving from a hospital and the pet is left, then our law enforcement department will go in. Okay. And our law enforcement department will also, if necessary, be assisted by, you know, police or sheriff if there's more, you know, reason to believe that that we need more backup, you know, more manpower. Okay, that makes sense. And you know domestic violence. I mean, we just recently got a felony conviction against somebody who was in a domestic situation with with a woman, and by the way, the victims are not always women, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But in this case, this 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 was a woman. She was out clubbing with her friends. He said, "If you don't come home now, I'm going to do something to your dog." She didn't come home, and and he threw the dog five stories. Oh. And so we recently got a conviction a couple of months ago on that. But it all, you know, it's all related. I mean, you can't look at one type of violence without looking at the other because it's violence. The act is the same. It's just that the victim is different at a different point in time. Well, it sounds like you're really contributing tremendously to to curbing this and ending the cycle. And that's a big thing that the SPCA LA is is doing, and I know that you're celebrating a big anniversary too. I know, many years. Five years. Wow! Think about that. All the things that you've done over. Well, well, not you personally. Yeah. uh, Well, (laughs) you look very young for your age. (laughs) But you know, if you think about it, when we opened our doors in in 1877, women, Mm -hmm. children, and animals were all legally property. Yes. And there were no child labor laws. There was no social services. And so even in 1877, um, you know, the link was there. You know, the, the connection was there to abuse and, you know, overdrive living things for benefit. Remember, there were no cars. Right. Carriage horses. And mm-hmm. The factories were, you know, were a lot of the machines were operated by beasts of burden. I mean, we are so old. We, we preceded the typewriter. Our articles, our original articles are handwritten. Oh, is there an archive somewhere? Yeah, we ha- yeah, yeah, no, we have all that. It's it's pretty remarkable. It's wow. very this is a very old organization. We've been doing this for a very long time. In fact, we also opened as not just an SPCA, but at the time because there was no child welfare laws or social services, we are 
we were legally incorporated as an SPCC as well, which is Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children, oh, okay. which is what preceded all, you know, the other child um, protecting you know, protective organizations. What an amazing history that you've had. It's it's quite something. And and you have so many more projects to do and so many more fundraising activities. We have just a short amount of time left. Can you tell our listeners what some of the fun events coming up? Um, well, first, it's always a good idea to go to spcala.com because um, we have all these things, you know, as they're finalized or posted there. So we know that we're having um, an animal behavior expert, Ken Ramirez, who's coming in for a two-day animal training seminar in in February. People love those things. Um, We're hosting a disaster sheltering for companion animals and an interactive workshop because, as you know, we have a state-of-the-art disaster response unit, and we've gone as far, you know, as close as the fires here and as far as Sri Lanka to... to, you know, to assist in in disaster work. So we have a puppy that's entered in the Puppy Bowl this year, which is shown the same day as the Super Bowl. But puppies, you know, running around. It's our third year that we've had someone. Our first year, our puppy won the MVP. We were very excited, you know, set the bar really high for future years. But, you know, what are you going to do? You have any fun fun, uh, Dodger nights again? Yes, that'll be coming up. We don't have the dates yet, but Bark in the Park, um, you know, watch the website for that. That's a hoot, you know, where people come to the game with their dogs and they get to, um, you know, march around the, you know, or parade, I guess would be a better word. They're not marching, but parade uh-huh. around the warning track, you know, um, on the field. Cool. Madeline, um, let's give out your website before I uh, say goodbye so that everybody can find out more about these. It's spcala.com. And remember, there's no national umbrella SPCA. Every SPCA in the country is legally separate from every other. Okay. Good to know. And thank you so much for stopping by the Pet Place again. Thank you for inviting me. It's time for our halftime break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Jessica Gerke of the Helen Woodward Animal Center and the I Remember You Pet Memorial Project right here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and with me now is Jessica Gerke of the Helen Woodward Animal Center. Good morning, Jessica. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you for talking to me. Well, I'm so glad you're able to stop by the Pet Place, and I'm wondering, first of all, if you could tell our listeners what the Helen Woodward Animal Center is. Sure. Helen Woodward Animal Center has been around in San Diego in the Rancho Santa Fe area since 1972. We have a, a over 40-year history, and um, it started as a adoption facility as well as a location for humane education. But since it began, it has expanded. We now have about 12 amazing programs, all focused on the mission of people helping animals, animals helping people, and we have tons of therapeutic programs uh, that unite people and animals and all aimed at making the world a better place for people and animals. Oh, that's wonderful. So the therapeutic programs is at, um, like, visitation in hospitals and uh, the reading Yes, program. we have our PET 
Yeah, we have our PET, which is our pet encounter therapy, where we actually go into hospitals and a number of different types of facilities, convalescent centers, um, you know, work with high-risk youth. Uh, we have our therapeutic riding program, which oh. is a beautiful program um, where we work with mentally and physically challenged adults and children mm-hmm. and work through horseback riding and form a real bond between the horses and those clients. Um, we have our animals programs where we uh, help through food donations. We go out through partner programs like Meals on Wheels and bring food to homebound elderly, uh, oh, their pets, cool. and a number of different programs like that. So it's really expanded into a wonderful, huge organization that really does aim to help the world and animals and people who love animals and just that wonderful bond. That is very cool. And you do adoptions also? Yes, we do um, a a number of adoptions. We have our um, Home for the Holidays program um, at this time each year, which is um, very exciting because um, that started let's see, about 15 years ago, and we, um, you know, we we do obviously adoptions all year long from our Mm -hmm. facility, but we have these wonderful partnerships with other rescue um, organizations across the globe, and since this program began, it it encourages people to adopt during the holidays instead of going to puppy mills or pet stores, and since the program began, we've seen about 8.3 million animals um, find their forever loving homes during the holidays season so that's going on right now so tons of things that we do working with uh you know with with wonderful animals and 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 really um uniting people with animals and and that wonderful bond that's really fantastic and you bring up the the human animal bond and and it is very close and i know that when you lose a pet it's it's really like losing a, a family member there's no ifs ands or buts about it and when we saw a lot of people losing their pets after a national disaster last year. You guys mm-hmm. kind of came in and did something special. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's such a wonderful thing. Whenever we see one of our animals adopted, and they'll make a little announcement over the speaker and say, you know, Sparkle is going home. I always love to hear it because you hear the excitement of the of the family adopting and you see them, you know, uniting with this beautiful pet that will give them years and years and years of love. And it's such a happy moment. And, um, you know, the the wonderful happy stories we see of course you know that it becomes a family bond that becomes a family member and any of us who have pets know how hard it is when you lose a pet and that the the pets i mean the one the one thing that i find is so wonderful with my animals is they just love me absolutely unconditionally i mm-hmm. heard that that you know that pets are the the true beings that learned the meaning of unconditional love. So when there's um, a national disaster, and you know, with us, uh, one of the things that we help, assisted with was Hurricane Sandy last year, right. and we we flew a number of orphan animals over to our facility across the country. Um, you know, rescue facilities had been wiped out by the storm, and we brought them over here and found them forever homes. But the other thing that we were very aware of is that a lot of people who lost their homes also lost their pets and going through losing a home or you know losing a job a lot of people over there because they were dealing with the disaster couldn't go to work and lost their jobs and all of that stuff is so heartbreaking and so hard but when you have your pet who gives you that love and nuzzles up to you at night it it, it at least assists with that it it really is a, a wonderful bond when you've lost your pet that 
to us, it just sounds absolutely unfathomable. And when Mike uh, Arms, our president and CEO at Helen Woodward Animal Center, started thinking about this, he really felt like the the one kind of untapped need um, that we have seen is a way to honor your pet, um, find a way to help with the closure and and the, um, the healing of that. And he wanted to try to do something to assist with that. So um, uh, Helen Woodward Animal Center launched a global online program titled I Remember You. Oh. And it is a beautiful program where um, somebody who's lost a pet or maybe somebody, a family member or a friend of somebody who's lost a pet, can go online, can download a picture of that pet, can light a virtual candle on this uh, wonderful candle gallery, write a little little note, and for, it's very, very inexpensive. There are a variety of donations that you can um, donate anything from $10 to more, um, but 100% of that donation goes back to orphan pets. And so it's this lovely way to not only honor the pet, but to know that you are helping orphan pets and help them find forever homes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's this kind of beautiful way to um, to find some closure and find some healing. Um, you know, one of the things that um, my family, we're all, we all rescue. And whenever we lose a pet, it's the very worst day for us. Absolutely. But the one thing that we have found is that the, the only thing positive that we feel comes out of it is that it opens up another space to adopt again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people aren't ready to jump right into adopting. But by lighting a candle and making a very small donation and knowing you're helping orphan pets, we feel that that's kind of a nice way to pay the love forward. All the love that you have for these beautiful animals, you can kind of provide some wonderful care for other animals. And so it's kind of this wonderful way to kind of wrap up that that relationship you had in, and honor them and do something wonderful for other animals. And it, it might make a nice gift for somebody who is, grieving and who who is made to feel like their grief is silly because a lot of people do that you know if you have a a cat that dies somebody just says i'll just go get another cat you know no big deal and and i don't think people truly understand that no it wasn't just a cat it was my my little buddy and absolutely well i'm so sorry oh no that's okay you can you can you can get one of these for your friend, and it's uh-huh. at iremember.you.org. You could probably mm-hmm. even set it up yourself, right? If I wanted to get something for a friend of mine, I could pay the fee and upload a photo and send them a link? Absolutely. In fact, I think that that's going to be, you know, I think for, for people that go onto this site, that's going to be a lot of who go to the site, is that, you know, we all know somebody who has a pet who they've absolutely formed a wonderful bond with. It is a family member. And when we see somebody lose a pet and we want to do something and we don't, there's, you know, how do you, what can you do when somebody loses, you know, something that means so much to them? Mm-hmm. To go online, download a picture of their pet, put a little note, light a candle, and then what the person who's lost the pet receives is they receive in the mail, they receive a little keepsake poem that's oh. called I Remember You. It's written okay. by Mike Arms, um, who, you know, as I said, is our president and CEO, and this is his beautiful program. He was the very first person to light a candle. He went on and lit a candle for his dog, Trouble, who was his very favorite, you know, dear 
um, family member and and canine friend, and he says he's never gotten over that. And to, so to see his dog honored that way, so he wrote a beautiful poem. So you receive a keepsake poem, you receive a little note about where they can see their their um, a pet's candle lit, so they can go online and look at that candle, and then. Um, they also receive a little note letting them know that a donation was made to help orphan pets. And so it's a wonderful thing to do for somebody that you care about when you've seen them go through something like this. And mm-hmm. I, I really hope that it helps with the healing of a lot of people. I think it will. I think that's a, a great way for, for closure and for validating somebody's feelings because, as Absolutely. I mentioned so often, you feel like you're being silly because that's how people are treating you for for having these strong feelings, but you know, yeah, well, they I mean, are you know, real I know feelings. With our, <laughs> they are, and with our Animals program, we see that a lot. I mean, for a lot of the, our homebound elderly, these are literally their their dear family members. This is what they have left in the world, and maybe they've lost a spouse. Maybe they, you know, don't have children, or maybe they, you know, don't have them near to them. And these animals are literally their their family. So it is, it's no small thing mm-hmm. for for people who lose a pet. And um, this is hopefully a way to help, you know, when people do lose their pets. Wow, that's wonderful. And how long have you been with the organization? I have been here just about two years, okay. and it is truly the most amazing job I've ever had in my <laughs> life. I really feel very, very blessed every day. I think anybody that works with Animal Rescue knows the wonderful feeling that you get from, from helping these wonderful creatures. Um, for me in particular, working at Helen Woodward Animal Center, I see so many wonderful ways that we're reaching out. We have a number of international programs. Um, that, uh, you know, Remember Me Thursday um, was the program that kind of brought this I Remember You to light because that was a program that Mike started um, asking people on the um, fourth Thursday of um, October to light a candle, and I'm sorry, of September, to light a candle and remember uh, the orphan pets who never found forever homes and mm-hmm. lost their lives. Yeah. And when he did that, 194 different countries participated, wow. and 94,000 people went online and lit candles, all of them bonding over how much they loved animals and how sorry they were that there are so many uh, animals that lose their lives every year without finding a, a loving family. Absolutely, but when incredible. They did this, Jessica, yeah, when they did this, yes, we are just about out of time. So I just oh, wanted to okay. thank you so much for stopping by the show. I could tell you're so passionate oh, about sure. it. And one more time, let's give out <laughs> your am. website. <laughs> <laughs> it is animalcenter.org. Animalcenter.org. Well, wonderful. And we yeah. need to take our last break of the morning. But when we return, be ready for pet place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. I mentioned this last week, but the big day has arrived. Santa Claus will be making a special appearance 
at the Yappy Holiday Celebration at the Ritz-Carlton in Dana Point today from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. This festive gathering of canines and their companions provides Fido with the opportunity to be photographed with the big dog himself, Santa Claus. In keeping with the resort's season of giving, guests are asked to bring unopened canned or dry dog food, treats, or dog toys to be donated to an animal rescue organization. It's a great way to enjoy the holidays while helping to care for animals that are still awaiting their forever homes. For more information, call 949-240-2000. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. That's all one word, no spaces. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.